You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insight directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. What's up, everyone? Good morning. Paul Poslak is here. I've got Salvatore Kuzmano. I've got Bradley Weisgerber. How's it going, boys? Bradley. Pretty good. Bradley, Bradley, yeah. My mother calls me that. Well, now we do more. too. So uh, we've got some special guests here, the the Adobe boys. We've got Simon Thomas, John Leonis. How's it going, guys? It's going well. Thanks for having us on the show. Yes, thank you very much. Awesome. So for everybody that's listening, please go to iTunes, subscribe, review us, go to Stitcher, go to Google Play, uh, Google Play go to uh, um, Podcast Detroit, go to our website, irepodcast.com. We appreciate all the support. We've been getting a lot of good feedback. Surprisingly, the, our boys in Sweden, I'd like to hear from you. Uh, you guys are listening <laughs> to our show quite a bit. Um, so, yeah, we've got we've got Adobe here. Um, you guys uh, obviously work, and, and Simon, you started the company, Adobe. Give us some background real quick, uh, just because I, wa- I want you to frame you know, what you guys are all about. And I, and I do want you to answer the million-dollar question that I get asked. Who, what does Adobe mean? That, that's, like a, that's like a question I get quite a bit about you guys. So, yeah, we started Adobe in um, – we started on brokerage back in February. Um Background on my story a little bit. I was been in real estate. This is my seventh full year. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first got into real estate, I I uh, was doing a lot of uh, Detroit housing, REO properties for a dollar. Uh, we sold a lot of properties. Wow, um, it was crazy for a dollar and uh, for a dollar. And the banks just wanted to get rid of them. They would you know pay us to to, to get rid of them. I, I went to work with a, a a cousin who was just cranking in Detroit. Um, and it was the best experience of my life. It taught me a lot about real estate, a lot about transactions. Uh, we were doing 400 homes a year. Wow. So I learned that, you know, you're dealing with uh, an area where, you know, these people don't have bank accounts. They don't have emails. The the the, the, the banks, the, the paperwork for the banks were was, was, you know, stacks of paper. So after about a year of doing that um, – I decided to go off on my own and start selling real estate and uh, just went, went off on my own and started marketing myself and branding myself self within my sphere. And uh, I just took off. It was something that was just a natural thing for me. I mean, that year was, was I was all on my own and I did, a, I did a significant amount of business. And I learned that it's actually harder to close a dollar property because of those challenges yeah. without emails and, mm-hmm. and, and uh, bank accounts and meeting up with people and getting all that paperwork signed. And I went into this other market and it was just kind of, it just kind of came naturally to me. And I'm the type of person I get bored. So I, d- I was doing this on my own. Then about went over to another company, I went to Maxbrook in Birmingham and grew my business, a significant amount of business in, in a, in a short period of time. Hired my first, uh, uh, hire, which was Rena. She's basically my right arm. And after about three years of doing that, I'm giving you the short, the, the long of the short story, but um, found John. John was a friend of ours. We grew up together, um, needed a buyer's agent, needed somebody to help. We were doing a lot of transactions. And I really, between the three of us, we started this little culture and this, this, it was a lot of fun coming to work. And I realized, you know what, this is, this is special. This is cool. And I know we could, we're growing so rapidly. Why don't we look into uh, growing a team? And then that's when it got me into KW. I went to KW. Uh, grew a 12-person team within Uh-oh. a year. Uh-huh. Uh, the challenges of that were were the were, was <clears throat> unbelievable. Uh, major uh, ups and downs, but it it taught us you know a lot about the business and a lot about motivating others and what this business is all about. 
And after about a year of doing that, I said, you know what? We're running our own company anyways. We're running our own team. This is We have the overhead of a company. We might as well do our own thing. And in February of this year, we started our own deal. Now, where did Dobie come from? When I was back in uh, Detroit selling those homes, uh, my cousin found a Doberman statue and put it on my desk. Uh, and wrote employee of the month on it. And it was, kind of, it was missing an ear. Oh, it was awesome. missing an ear and it was, a um, it was a good luck charm. And I really took it serious. And, uh, my, my business has always doubled every year since I had this. So when we started growing a team, if you had a good month, I put it on your desk and, uh, you know, we'd call you the top dog for the month. When we were thinking of when going off on our own, we locked everybody into a room and we're like, look, we're not leaving until we have a name. Yeah. That's a hard thing to come up with, by the way. It's yeah. very hard. Really hard. We, we, it was hard. hard That's probably the best way to do it. Yeah, it was hard. And we and, and, and we wanted something different. Everything's, you know, uh, you know, you're throwing out things like, you know, signature and legacy and empire and yeah. all these things that everybody already Cliche. has. Mm-hmm. We can't we don't we couldn't own the domain. And uh, me and my our marketing manager will actually argue and debate about this. But uh, who came up? We, we do this all day long. Who came up with the actual <laughs> name? But he actually said, you know, what about the Doberman statue? And I said, Doby short for Doberman. And when you look up the characteristics of a Doberman, it's strong, loyal, you know, all these things that you would want as yeah. a, as a hardworking, like all these things you would want as a, as a person. So half the team was like, I don't like it. The other half was like, I, I liked it. I said, take 24 hours and we'll think about it. Um, and this part of the story is kind of sad, but I had a Doberman at the time. This girl, this, this dog was my, my baby. She was the best thing in the world and uh, went home that day, January 4th. And uh, she actually passed away that day. Oh my God. The day we came up with Doby. So I sat there and I said, this is a sign. I'm, I'm weird like that. And we're naming the company Doby. So we went from there and we, we came back. We could own the domain. Um, it was a four letter word. And then our marketing manager just took it to another level. Yeah. He took the D and chopped the, 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 the edge off of it. So, um, it missing, it represents missing the ear yeah. on the statue. It's black and copper like a Doberman. So that's the, the, the story behind it. That's really interesting. And I know, John, when we, when we talked, um, you know, you we, we talked about the the name and all that, and I know that you believe in kind of the philosophy of the company quite a bit. And one thing that's cool about your office is I looked at the wall. So I've been in their office. You guys have a really really nice office in in Birmingham, Michigan. And you look at the wall, and there's all these um like uh, characteristics. I think it is right. I don't know core values, core values of of who you are, basically defining who you are. It's really really cool. So you guys are, are creating a really good like uh, brand within 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 the company. Well, I mean, there's two things that we really want to differentiate uh, ourselves or two, um, you know, two uh, audiences that we want to differentiate ourselves to. One is uh, to other agents and the other would be to our buyers and sellers. So we came up with core values that would appeal to both. And um, I think the culture of our company really um, is something that is different than than larger um, more established companies. And we have a tight knit group that can come to work, feel great about being in the office and uh, project the positivity and the success and the expertise to our clients, our buyers and sellers. So that segues to, to, to my next question. And this is, I think, a, a big thing. There's a lot to do. There's just so many real estate agents, so many teams in our industry. I think I read a stat. There's more real estate agents today than ever before, right? In the, in the country. Like it's so it's difficult in this like huge pack of of, of the same people to like differentiate differentiate yourself. So just in a few words, guys, like what 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 makes Dobe different? You know what I mean? Like what like what is going to set you apart? Why would a, a real estate agent want to work at your company? Why would a a person buying or selling their house want to work with your company? So 
we get that question all the time because we're, we're, we're recruiting and people walk into our office and that's the number one question. What makes you different? And this really was something that was very important to me when starting our own brokerage. Before even going off on our own, I used to always stay up at night thinking what makes us different, what makes yeah. us different. And then I started thinking about what, what made my business different. In a five-year period, I grew a pretty big business um, at a, as 32 years old, 28 to 32, 33, um, that most agents don't even do in five or six, you know, five or six years worth of, of, of selling. I was doing in a year. And I'm not saying that to be like arrogant or anything, but I thought, what makes me different? I'm not the best looking dude. I'm, I'm a, I'm a bigger guy. I didn't wear suits every day to work. I mean, I just grinded every day, yeah. but what really made me different was relationships. And, uh, that's really what we're, we're all about is relationships. And a lot of people say that relationship service. That's what we're all about, but we really get down to the nitty gritty of relationships. So we're pretty tailor made. You know, I'm a big time golfer and I belong to a country club and I, uh, get a lot of business from that. And I didn't go there because of that. I just, I enjoy golfing. I never talk about my work and when I'm there and I just, I be myself and, and it turns into relationships and it turns into deals. Um, and when we sit down with agents, we say, what do you like to do? Okay. At the end of the day, like we got to, we got to tailor made your business and what you like to do. You know, John's big into church. John likes playing poker. So he does a poker night, you know, and, and gets guys together and, and smokes cigars and does, and has, and has poker nights. Um, you know, in, in, we really make agents think like a business owner because that's what they are. Yeah. Agents come into our office all the time and we're crazy about the numbers. We call them scorecards. So we watch a handful of numbers on a, on a daily basis. You know, my attitude is if you were to go buy a subway, right? You know exactly what the franchise fees are. You know how much salami is. You know how much the soap is that goes into the, 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 you know, the, the bathrooms. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know these numbers to a T. Why? Because subway has trained these franchisees on all of these things. Well, when I started talking to agents, when I was at big brokerages, they would all walk into my office, want to know what's going on. How are you doing this? How are you growing your business? And the first question I would ask was, how much, how many, how many, uh, what was your volume this year? Um, I don't, I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know. It's five, a six lot million. Of, that happens all the time. <laughs> yeah. That happens you know, all the time. What, 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 you know, what do you mean? Well, five, six million. Well, what was it? Was it five? Was it 5.25? Was it, what was right. it? I don't know. How many units you did? I don't know. 20, 22. Maybe. Yeah. And, 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 and that's <laughs> right. like, you're not a business, man. Like, but you, you're doing right. business, but you're not a business. You got to start thinking like a business. You got to understand where your deals come from. You got to understand if you do 40 units, where do they all come from? Are you spending money on Zillow and you're only doing five deals a year and 35 are from your sphere? Why are you spending money on Zillow? Let's move some more money towards sphere. Let's entertain more people. So we are really constantly preaching that. Is there one word that makes us different? No. You walk into mm-hmm. our office and you feel it and these agents come in and they're all asked that and they're all like waiting for that million dollar, you know, that one nugget that's going to change. It's not. It's the culture that makes us different. It's the way we think that makes us different. Our training, our technology is all put together to make agents better. That's what we spend our time on and to keep that close knit feel as we grow. So we have a manager for every 27 agents, so you can't get lost. We're talking to you constantly. So that's really what makes us different. I know it was a long, long answer, but I don't know if you can add to that. Well, from the aspect, and I think that you've covered really um, what makes our agency different inside the four walls. Um, And from a buyer and seller's perspective, the people that are our clients, we don't see this as a transaction. We see it as a, a relationship to build. And um, there's so many different lead sources in real estate that 
an agent can go after. I mean, there's so many yeah. that you can be really scattered. But if you focus on building and growing the relationships that you currently have and the ones with the buyers and sellers that you're working with, then it's less about a transaction. It's way more about aligning yourself with their goals and their dreams, their vision. And after the sale takes place, we usually end up friends. We usually keep in touch with everybody we that, and, that's the, with. And, and Sal, we, 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 we kind of struggle with this too because we – we could be a transactional business, right? Mm-hmm. We could buy leads and just fire through them and just the, the client doesn't really matter. They're just a number. And a lot of companies are like that, even in real estate and mortgages, kind of, they're, they're very similar. But we made a decision early on as well just to make sure that relationships are the most important things. Right. Well, they'll last upon any Zillow contract, things like that, right? But it's harder. Uh, it's way harder. It's and way it harder. It takes a lot more time and, and a lot more sweat equity, yeah. right? I mean, I think that's – that's the the hardest part for someone to buy into is the sweat equity of their business, realizing that it might take six months, a year, two years, three years. I mean there's people who when I first started doing this that are just now like, all right, let's do business, right? Yeah. So it's uh, – It's a relationship. Yeah, it takes it's tough a long and you got to build it and you got to stay on top of it. And you know, this isn't about closing deals. This is about running a business. It's a right? lifestyle. I mean, we're in sales. I mean, I tell agents this all the time. This is a lifestyle. So it's never turned off. The agents that think they're going to work from nine to five, it's not going <laughs> to work. You need to get out of this business. You, gotta go it, home. you know, so it's a, it's, it's, it's constantly, you can never turn it off. Why? Because on a Sunday, when you run to Kroger really quickly to go pick up, you know, some groceries for five minutes and you're in your sweats and you run into somebody, you're, there's a good chance you could meet somebody that you haven't seen in a while. And, mm-hmm. oh, I saw your right. social media page. And, you mm-hmm. know, you got to be able to, it's 24 seven, you know, I mean, the phone's constantly ringing. And, and we tell agents at Adobe, if you're down for that, then you, you could fit here. But if you're not down mm, for that, not gonna work, that's, dude. The, that's the number yeah. one thing. It's right? not going to work. So, and, I mean, that's part of owning a business, right? People don't realize, like, it, it's funny too, on our side, when people come in and they're like, well, you know, I'm going to leave it. Come in at nine, leave at six, and you know. Don't I, call me. I'll I'll send <laughs> you know secret texts from different phone numbers. This like, is the hey, funniest <laughs> thing. Sal does this. He'll, he'll text I'll send him like, "Hey man, I want to do a Mister Loan, blah blah blah." And we don't you ten know, hours go by or whatever. But it's like, shops. yeah. And then I'll get a text the next morning, and I'm like, "Dude, Sal, do you want to do this, bad. or do you not?" Right. You know, no. That's, that's what keeps. No offense to someone who got that secret text earlier, but uh, <laughs> no, lots of offense. Yeah, lots yeah. of, yeah. Well, <laughs> lots of. Yeah. Sal means it. Yeah. Not a bad idea. That's you know, it's a good <clears> test. Play better. How committed are you, right? And you have to ask yourself that. I mean, you don't have to prove it to me. Your numbers to, will. To so, quote Jay Z, scorecard. I'm a businessman, right? Like sure. that. Like like you have to be a business. Right. Like you right. have to look at everything that you do as a business, and that doesn't mean you've got to be slimy or be like, you know, sneak like. Literally, if you're just a good human and you like get to know people and they know what you do and you take care of people, that's way more powerful than being like, hey, so today I've got a rate. Like, like get off that. Like, I'm out on that. Well, and if uh, you put yourself in that mindset, sorry to cut you off, but, but it doesn't feel bad to answer your phone on a Sunday because it's for your business. Right. It's not right. like, oh, crap. I mean, I'm not getting paid to And do it that. doesn't discount being an expert and growing um, in the knowledge that you have. I mean, getting completely immersed. Um, within real estate or mortgages, whatever it might be, is so important. And then you're a good human on top of that, and mm-hmm. you are sincere about your relationships. Yeah. And it's not just about the money. Sincerity really, is really important. Absolutely. I, think. I really do. I think it's important. Okay, so moving on, I, I think something you guys are doing really well is you guys utilize social media 
quite well. I mean, you guys are doing a really good job with that. Your guy who's doing all the, all your stuff. I mean, it's clean. Your website's awesome. Talk to me about the importance and what the mentality is for you guys to put an emphasis on that part of the business. So the business is, I mean, the world is changing, right? I mean, obviously social media is, is, it's been big for a while. I mean, no, it's not any surprise, but I'm seeing that this industry is changing because when you see a lot of the top agents in town, they're older. Okay. Like they're in their, you know, late fifties, sixties and they're killing it and they're doing big numbers and they've, they're doing things old school. And I, I remember, you know, four or five years ago, like, you you still had to be in magazines to 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 give right. yourself yeah. credibility, and that yeah. wasn't that long ago. Well, we you know our marketing uh, manager Vince, he 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 said you know he he was like, look at we got we have to have a crazy presence on social media, and I said, do your thing, dude, let's go, yeah. you know. And I realized that a lot of these bigger agents now are starting to hire people to get involved, you know, to start doing things in that segment, and I. I learned that what what social media does is it you definitely do transactions because of it, but it gives you credibility. It makes you a human being. It you know you Humanizes can't you, yeah, yeah you can't be a hundred percent sell 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 right. So you know the rule of thumb, and you can hear there's probably all different different ways to look at this, and everybody has a different uh, a different idea of it. But you know I always say eighty percent you know educational, twenty percent promotional. So. You know, we try to do that. You know, it's not just houses, 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 a new house for sale, price reductions like those. Those don't work. Um, but, you know, Vince did a unbelievable job of making Dolby uh, look and and in, uh, you know, look relatable. And I think that that's been our success on it. And when we did it a little bit and now we're doing a lot more because it's really working, we're getting away from print and we're learning that our age demographic from 25 to, to, to 50, and I'm sorry if I'm offending anybody, are on social media, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. you know, we're, it's, it's, uh, it's where it's at. They're throwing away the print ad. It's, and it's giving us credibility within our sphere. And when we are at that grocery store on a Sunday, oh, I see you do real estate. I saw, you know, I follow you on Instagram. Yeah. And that's when we, you know, we build that relation, turn them into a relationship and turn it into a transaction. Um, so it's been, it's, it's been successful for us. You said, sorry, you said something uh, that kind of, I just want to reinforce that you said it's 80% educational, 20% promotional. It's, it's everyone listening out there. That is key because you want to add value. We talk about it all the time. How do we add value? How do we add value? We add value? Yeah. It's not just about, Hey, I give me a call. Do business give me a call. Call me. Call me. Call me. Call. I got low rates. Yeah. No, add value. And then you get it back. Like you got to benefit them to get the rewards. To a side note, kind of a little off topic, but it's kind of crazy to think now how long people have been on social media, right? So when you do think about that and you think of the demographics that they wouldn't be on there, I mean, someone who is 30 years old is now 40 on Facebook, right? Bro, my and mom's I mean, on Facebook. She doesn't know how to read or write. It's kind Arabic. <laughs> What's crazy, too, is, I mean, all these people who are like, I don't know, just, just turning emojis. 30, right? They could be so far uh, advanced in their career as to where they were 10 years ago, you can scroll back and see them in college, you know, which doing, is not, it was for you. Was I, I would not recommend, yeah, no, but it's crazy. I mean, think <laughs> another true. five years, it's like, Hey, you know, you're up for, uh, you're up for CFO. 
Oh. And, and, and then they would, scroll back and see you doing keg stands at it. <laughs> kind of like, it's crazy. In a, in a lot of ways, it's a new literacy as well, learning it. Um, and, and you, it's a whole different language. Yeah. And, yeah. and people are figuring it out. But yeah. it's also changing. And having somebody who's coaching our agents at Dolby on how to adapt to it as it changes is also a big plus. That's powerful. I mean, we're busy selling. We're busy out with our, our clients, showing homes and going to listing appointments. And it's sometimes difficult to keep up. And having somebody sort of coach us along and say, okay. Put you on a schedule. Right. Listen, dude, we're making I mean, a video. I haven't seen a, yeah. uh, you post in about you know eight days What's or so. Let's, yeah. let's get going. Let's, yeah. You, you oh, had this great you. listing. Put, put that up there. You know, share this. It's um, you know, it's helpful. And uh, you know, the, the the person at our at our company isn't doing it all for us, but he's certainly coaching us and pointing us in the right direction and giving us the boost that we'd otherwise you know wouldn't have. So yeah. it's it's good to have that aspect at Dolby. Awesome. So I, I do want to talk about two other. Well, there's two things I want to get into. I want to get into interest rates and where the market is today, and get your feeling on on what you think that effect has on everything. And then we're going to do something called three questions. We're going to ask you guys each three questions. Uh, it'll be the same question. You guys will answer them. It'll be fun. We'll have a little fun. All right. with it. They're not going to be like weird or like would you rather or anything. I've been known to make weird questions. <laughs> would you rather? <laughs> um, so listen, um, interest rates are at a seven year high, guys. I mean, it's the reality of where we're at. That's uh, crazy. That, 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 that script flipped quickly, right? Because we've been talking about all-time low rates, all-time low, 20-year low. But it's not now crazy. Now I've been saying it for a year. Oh, seven year high. The, the, the crying wolf over the past low. three years, right? Like yeah. last year, rates are going up, rates are going up. They went up 10 bips, you know, or 0.1, like effectively. But so last – or just a month ago, September 12th, I was looking at something yesterday. Rates were like 4.78. Average rate – Today is five point one. Yeah, I mean, a flipped yeah. over a quarter and just it's quite a bit in our industry. That's a big movement, but I think they're going to keep going. I, I true, and I've been I've been right quite a bit, but they're going to keep going up. Toot toot! I'm going to toot my horn. I, I'm trying <laughs> to tell everybody. Oh, by the way, Tony Raffin says hello, uh, Simon. He just texted oh, me. Tony. What up, Tony? He's yeah. watching right now. Um, and it sounds crazy to us and people probably between the ages of twenty five and and forty five, <laughs> but I mean. The, the generation before that remembers rates at 10 to 19 percent. Yeah, dude, we're that still the fine. norm. We're That's fine. We're, the rates are fine. I, I really don't think they're bad, but it does create. So here's what I think happens. This is my opinion. Rates go up and people freak out. They're like, oh, they're too high, right? Because they're so jaded. And, like, and then, then, it be, then it becomes a new normal. And then everything keeps going on. Like people are still going to buy. But I guess my question for you guys is, do you believe that higher rates is going to be like a, this huge like detriment to the market? Or do you believe it's just going to be like uh, something that we got to get used to? I believe it's something that is fine. I think it's going to be great for the market. I think, I mean, you know, I, we have listings right now, so I don't want to, you know, talk bad about it, but these sellers are, are they're, they're, they're a lot of out of hand right now. You know, you walk into a listing appointment and they want the world, uh, they want the world. And it's okay. like, look at only five, six years ago, your house was worth 40% less. So, you know, your house <laughs> yeah. is not worth what you're saying it's worth. We need to sell it. So I think it's going to soften the market on the selling side, which yeah. is great because there are a lot of buyers. I mean, people always need a place to live, right? So in the eighties, when it was at 19 or people sell know, houses, yeah, they need, they need homes. So, um, I think it's going to be good. I think five, six, seven percent is still extremely low. Um, and at the end of the day, it's 
what's it going to do to the market? Is it going, you know, as a salesperson, uh, you know, I can, we can have these conversations with sellers now and we say, look at, you know, buying power weekends when the, when the interest rate goes up. That, that, you know, last year it was 4%. You know, that, that $300,000 buyer might be down to 250 now. Yeah. So that's going to, that, you know, everybody's going, everybody's going to feel it a little bit, including yourself, but we need to adjust your pricing. And if you can't, that's fine. You need to just, then you can't afford to sell right now. Right. But this is what it is. And I think what's going to happen is it's, we're going to start negotiating more, which instead of highest and best, and I want asking price, I think market houses are going to sit on the market for 30 to 60 plus days, which is fine. Um, and I think we're going to, uh, it's, it's going to help on, uh, you know, the market a little bit personally. And in the short term, really right now is a great time to buy. Um, knowing that the interest rates probably will go up another, uh, you know, three more times throughout 2019. This is a wonderful time to buy. Um, and I know it's not 3% interest rates, but it's not 6%, 7% either. So, um, at least in the short term, it's, you know, there are some seasonal aspects, but, um, it, it is a good time. Listen, to dude, buy. we're on the train. It's going that way. And you, you, people are going to take advantage now. And, and people that do are going to say, Oh, I'm glad I jumped on the board. But there's going to be a lot of people that it's too high. It's too high, but they've got a baby and they got to expand their house regardless. And they're going to end up buying a house no matter what. So you might as well buy one now. I think people talk about right. rates way too much. Rates are going to be what the rates are going to be that you can't change it. There's not, you well, can't do anything that's going to affect the your reality rate, of, of right? the whole right. rate thing, right? It might affect your payment like, upfront or whatever that you would think you could get a lower payment on a lower rate. Right. But people think for whatever reason, 30 years, right? Like they're going to have this loan 30 years. They do the interest calculation and it's like, oh shit, that's going to cost me another like twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000, right? But it's in reality, it's like, okay, you're going to refi in three years or sell anyway. So let's talk about your time frame, right? And, and, and often people will take a higher rate to get credit towards their closing right. costs. And it's like, well, I mean, we, it's all about a make sense. It's about break-evens. And the reality is the rate is what it is. Do so. you guys hear a lot of talk about the rates on your side? I'm just curious. I would say yes. Um, and you can feel it. I mean, especially when it went from 4.78 to – and it crossed, crossed the five mm -hmm. aspect. Um, there was an initial shock. little bit of a shock. Yeah. You know, and, and people just stopped for a second. but. I already start working with with buyers who have gotten over that, and that's it. You got to get over that's it. it. That's what it I is. Mean, it, you it just got to get over good, it. Right? But it is option? what it is. The other option is: Do, do you have three hundred thousand dollars sitting in the bank to buy this house? No. You, you know need what to it affects. It, you know, so you, but you know what it affects, Brad. What it affects is the guy that's sitting on a house right now who's at three and a quarter, right? And he's like, "Well, yeah. I'm going to sell this house to go get a five. That person might be thinking twice about it. Am I right on that? Yes, hundred percent. But if it's a you know, 1,200 square foot house in Royal Oak and, you and now they twins. just got married and you're like me and just had twins <laughs> and your life just changed overnight. You got, you have to sell. Mm -hmm. Almost a year, 11 oh, months. But the, the other, God bless you. Thank you. The flip side of that is the guy that's sitting at a three and a quarter or three and a half percent probably bought his house went 10, 12, 20 years ago that, no, maybe not 20 years ago, but five to 10 years ago and he's at three and a half percent interest rate. But his house is appreciated got, so much. He's got hundred k. He's gonna the, when he yeah. sells his house, he's gonna make up for the extra interest he's gonna pay on the new one. So one hundred percent. It's hard. It's, it's, it's hard. It's hard. But you gotta you gotta swallow is. it. You got. I mean, it's well. And money when rates isn't free. come back down, you can refi. 
Exactly. So really, the reality is they're low. Five six percent yeah. is low. Locking and that's five. what you need to commit. You know, you need to, you need to educate your buyers on. It so, is low. Is, low. Anybody listening out there? They're low. Like they're, they're, low. they're and they're going to be higher. And you're you're going to think, oh, you're going to be happy you locked in F five. Yeah. And that message resonates especially with people that are downsizing because yeah. I mean, they can remember when the rates were super high. Mm-hmm. So five that's doesn't scare them off too much to downsize, get into something smaller. And you know, okay, fine, it's not three and a half percent where they refied. You know, and they they took advantage of it. But five is not ten. But the dem- okay. going back right. to de- you know generations and age demographics, it's not the older generation that's bucking that right. asking those questions. Right. You know, it's the it's the you know forty and under fifty. You know, forty five right. and under because they haven't experienced yeah. that. You know, those high interest rates. I mean, you talk to somebody in their fifties or sixties, it's you know five six percent. What's the you know, you know what's the big deal? It's guy, super funny to me that people have no problem having twelve credit cards that they're paying twenty nine percent interest on. That they'll never pay off, but they can't pay 5% on the biggest transaction the of their life that, that, that's going to be their home. They're going to plant roots. It's right. And with the marketing out there, they walk into Bank of America or something and see four and a quarter. 14 Do points. I get ripped yeah. off? And there, yeah, there's two Little. and a half points due at closing. It's like – Six oh. point fonts, asterisk at the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, a lot of it I think <laughs> is educating the client. I think that really – you know, if, and if, you're, if you care about your client, you're, you're going to – look – I, I Sales is weird, right? Because sometimes it's hard when you try to push someone in the direction that they should be going into without feeling, having them feel like, like they're being sold into something, right? right. Uh, but if you truly care about your clients, you should be pushing them to the right decision, right? Because you should – like if I had a lawyer and just because I thought something was wrong and I was up for murder <laughs> or something, like I would want them to tell me, tell me what to do. And the people need to trust their counsel. Yeah, the great agents are are good at that. I mean, pushing. We don't, you know, we don't use words like that because it does sound salesy. It sounds salesy. We, we say educate. Yeah. You need to educate your clients and get but them they comfortable. Be but you do. I mean, you need because you truly know that this is the right deal for them. Yes. It's it doesn't work when you're just trying to do it for a, or for a commission. Correct. When you you know right. when you truly believe, like, look at I do this every day. You know, I talk to people and you know they're a doctor and they're trying to tell me how the market is, and I'm like. Listen, I don't come into surgery room and tell you, you know, what goes where. That's not how this works. And I'm not trying to be, you know, arrogant. But at the end of the day, like, you know, this is what I do. And I can promise you, you need to, you need to do this now, mm-hmm. you know. And a lot of times if they don't, six months later, they call you and they say you were right. Oh, and a lot that. of times if they do it, they at closing, they're like, thank you so much. You mm-hmm. know, it ends, if you truly believe it's the right, you know, move for them. Right. You, you know, got to care about it. You got to care. You have to care. You, you have to think about it as it, it's yourself. Yeah. Why would you do it if it was yourself? I always would say, I do this? I always say if you're my brother, my sister, my cousin, my brother, like whoever you are, like if you were that, I would be saying this. And don't don't mistake the fact that I'm being really passionate about this right now because I believe in this right now for you. So it's difficult to get that across sometimes because people, you know, they have, they have their guard. Yeah, up. I mean, I think it's it, for me, like with loans and choosing rate or cost or whatever, right? It's like put the options out there. Here's what I would do. Right. Here's the consequences of what I would do. Here's the consequences of these other options. options. Right. What one works for you? Presenting yeah, options. You know? and, uh, absolutely. All right, guys. We're going to play three questions. Mm-hmm. You guys ready? Like we need a little like, game show <laughs> or something. All right. <laughs> like, like I'm a ready. Game? No, yeah. You want to hum something? You, you, no, you, I don't want to hum. You got it? <laughs> you look good today, by the way. Thank you. Did you comb your hair? I, I don't know. I you combed it. it. I you did something. I did not. <laughs> you look rested. I shaved. You sh- oh, sh- that's what it is. Yeah, I, didn't, I don't look homeless anymore as much. What are you saying about me? 
<laughs> no, 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 you actually no. have like I can't. I have like the Joe. I'm using November type. as an excuse. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I can't grow facial. I've got 14 yeah, hairs that go through my chin. Uh, <laughs> I shaved this. Morning. Paul looks like a billy goat. I'm yeah. sure. I've got like a tuft under my neck. It's weird. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm half Arabic, half Greek. You'd think I'd be hairy. Uh, <laughs> so, anyways, um, okay, here we go. If you could, if you could, either one of you could answer this, or both of you can. If you could get rid of one real estate law, what would it be, and why? I would say um, <laughs> most of the time, the trid law really doesn't matter. And it usually just holds things up for the buyer or the seller. On the mortgage side, yeah. 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 Um, the trid law, and I know it's there for protection, but I haven't seen it really. Doesn't help. No, it doesn't no, help. It's politicians anybody. making politics. But it, yeah, it, it seemed it, like they made that rule in theory and, and not in practice. Right. Stupid. Which part of it? The whole thing? The three-day waiting period. So the audience understands when you buy a house, after you get your your numbers and you're ready to close, you've got to get what's called a closing disclosure, and then you've got to wait three days after that to actually close. But if timelines are tight, it kind of screws things up. I just wish there was a waiver, like a rider. Yeah, I'm good with two days. Right, right, right. But... Because a lot of times there's a pinch there that you know, and lenders found ways to essentially get around it anyways. Give me this, this, this. We'll go out early, yeah. right? Simon, anything for you? Any- I would probably say, I mean, steering. You know, people are always yeah. like, you know, you're not, you can't steer, and we don't steer. We talk about it all the time, but you know, people ask you questions, and you can't answer some of these things, you know, and because it, it's opinion, and you're steering them and in, moving into a different neighborhood. But at the end of the day. We're back, going to, back yeah. to relationships. Yeah, you're these guys have become our friends. They've become people. They come to us for advice. We do deals in these areas, and they're asking us, you know, how is the school district? How is you know how, how is this street? And you, you really you have to tell them to do their own homework. I mean, yeah. so I think steering is which is crazy, yeah, because you're you're the professional. They want the information, but like, yeah, you're right. These laws that we get sometimes, are, that, and this is why I asked them because. A lot of crazy well, they're stuff made in me. Washington, not in the broker's right, office, right. right? I think right. the the intent behind the, the anti steering is good. Like you can't aggressively go out and push people a certain way, but the the kind of unintended consequences is you can't answer normal questions because it could be construed as steering. Yeah, it's it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, I agree with that. Okay, you ready for this one? You guys ready? If you could only work real estate in one city in Metro Detroit, which one would it be and why? Well, for me, and this probably will. I, I think it'll differ from what Simon says. Um, I live and uh, grew up in Rochester, Rochester Hills. Yeah. So I would I'd pick my hometown, Rochester. So you're going to the hometown? Yeah. Okay. What about you? Simon? Why? Well, because well, you grew up there. Yeah, I grew up okay. there. I love. I don't know it. if there was more to it than that. I love the people in Rochester. I love people all over Metro Detroit, but um, in Rochester particularly, just knowing it really, really well and uh, being super comfortable with it, knowing the neighborhoods, knowing the people that live in that town, and and. Um, even the sort of subculture that exists in Rochester and Rochester Hills. Um, it's a bubble, it, dude. It, it is, it's and it sort bubble. of feels like a I – mean, My parents had a restaurant there. It's a bubble. <laughs> you guys are weird. <laughs> everybody from Rochester knows everybody from Rochester. I mean, it's like, totally and, developed, but it has a small-town feel. It's and very weird that you live there because you're ethnic and yeah, everybody else right. is super white. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's yeah. how we became <laughs> friends. We were in fourth grade. We looked That's at each other like, you have a beard. I have a beard. We should be friends. fourth grade. That's what I'm saying. You look like me. Let's be friends. You guys are the only two. Yeah. You have grape leaves at for lunch. Yeah, Let's eat. Dolma, bro. Let's go. That's hilarious. What about you, Zion? You know, when you look at I, I mean, we do Metro Detroit is really our wheelhouse. We, when you look at our deal flow, it's everywhere. But whenever I had clients in Macomb, I loved it because yeah. 
if they didn't get the house that they wanted, there was another one that looked identical to it. Where when you're in like Bloomfield and mm-hmm. Birmingham in these areas, it's like they're so unique. And when they lose it, it's devastating. Yeah. So for me, I, I like the those those cookie cutter type neighborhoods, 300 to 500. You know, you crank them out. Um, but we do a ton of luxury and it's it's I love that, too. But, you know, when you have to tell somebody that they didn't get their dream home. It's it's really hard when. In Macomb, you tell them they didn't get that home. Yeah. It's like, all right, there's 17,000 more getting built. Let's go, <laughs> right. let's go get them. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. It's, it is funny, you know. I mean, it's just like, like you said, cookie cutter neighborhoods and a lot of the people out there like work in the same industry, right? There's people in the auto industry moving out and, uh, in kind of building those Palazzolo neighborhoods and things like that. Yeah. All right. Next question. Uh, this is the third one. Uh, what do you see as the biggest threat to your business? Well, one of the threats that I think can be offset by managing relationships, building relationships, is the threat to the industry uh, from, uh, you know, that's rumored from Zillow and Redfin, where they are transactional, they are making it robotic, but there's so many moving parts to this uh, to this process that I just don't see um, it replacing real humans uh, that have human relationships with each other. I think there's just too much at stake and too much that goes into it. But um, I think that's probably a threat where, I mean, other aspects of society right now are so digital and so online um, that it, it almost makes sense that it could go that way and that people would try it. But to me, um, you know, if you really, really care, you want somebody who also cares about your dreams and goals mm-hmm. working closely with you on every detail of this process from, you know, search to paperwork to closing yeah. and, and beyond. Yeah, I agree with that. I think you should use technology to accentuate the the, the, sure. the yes. human experience right. as, as opposed to taking away from it. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. What about you, Simon? Um, I look at those I look at those companies as opportunities. I mean, I, I did a deal last year. I think it was last year. There was one month where I were like three deals from Redfin. Um, I was representing uh, on the buy side and uh, I, I, I kind of was asking them questions like why did you go to redfin yeah. why are you you know you're, you're doing stuff for one percent and a lot all three had the same response all three agents was you know i wasn't really doing much business over here so i came here because you know I, they they just email me and i go get the listing right and i get one percent you know uh, i i've been in the business for five years and i just really couldn't figure it out so i so i went to redfin well, do you want that agent representing you? That nope. guy that, you know, cause at the end of the Couldn't day, what are we out. talking about? One, two percent right. on a, you know, three, four, five hundred thousand dollar transaction, a couple thousand dollars. You, and, and, and now, especially if the interest rates are going up, you're going to be on, on the market a little longer. Do you really want to hang out with that guy for the next, you right. know, 90 plus days? Right. You want somebody who knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. So that's when going back to, we talk about, you know, um, the, the, the interest rates. I mean, those types of conversations are going to be hard for the technology companies to have because they're not training them how to do it and they're not prepared to do it. And they don't have the relationship with that client to have that tough conversation. So I think it's an opportunity for us, those things. Um, and, and I'm sorry, I didn't really answer the question. What was the, give me the question. What's the biggest, biggest threat, threat to, to the business? So I think the biggest threat is just a company that's not willing to evolve. I mean, I think that if you don't have a, a, a leadership team that is willing to adapt with the changes and constantly be ahead of the curve and, and watching what other companies are doing, I think it's, I think it's, it's terrible. I don't think there's one thing out there that's going to destroy us. I think that all those things, it's, it's inevitable, right? Adaptation. I mean, it's going to change. Yeah. So you'd better, you better be prepared for it and you better get used to change. And I think that, uh, if you're with a company that's not, you know, forward thinking, that's the, 
that's a that's a bad place to be. That's awesome. That, those are all good answers. There's no right or wrong answer. Uh, so you know, to wrap things up, I do want you guys to talk a little bit about you know um, what your growth plan is, what you guys are seeing that your company is going to do in the future. Uh, just talk to us a little bit about what you see, what the evolution of your your business is going to be over the next six months, a year, two years. You know, obviously that's where we're where we're going. So um, it's hard to answer this question because we're way, you know, I'm not saying we're way farther ahead than where we thought we were going to be, but we typically, you know, six month goals, year goals in this stage of our business is where we really talk, you know, think we really talk about all the time in our in our in our office. Um, for us, the next, you know, we obviously want great agents, and that's where we are. And that's we're being very, thing, yeah. we're being very, very picky on who comes to our brokerage. So we could very easily be at 50, 60, 70 agents in in a month. The for us, the goal is over the next year to have you know thirty six of the right agents that fit our culture. Really take our time finding them, and I believe that with our open floor plan concept, with the right mentality and mindset and uh, a culture, I think that those 36 agents will be as as deadly as 100 agents out there. So over the next year is really just kind of honing in, getting those agents on board, making them comfortable with us, making them comfortable with our comp plan and how we do things, getting them to, to think differently about their business and thinking of themselves as a business. And you know, it's you. You guys are, are Greek. You can relate to this. It's the three hundred <laughs> mentality, right? Like I would rather have three hundred yeah. agents yeah. going against ten thousand people than you know, th- you know, ten thousand agents that you know we could just get tomorrow, and yeah. you know, they just want to tell people they're realtors. So right. the next year is really honing in on those. 36 agents and making sure they're the right fit for I our I will company. tell you this. Sal and I left your office and we looked at each other and we were like, if I was an agent, I'd like to work. I mean, it was like a cool, like I was like, this feels good. Like it, felt, it was like nice walking what out. What else there. do you want, dude? Yeah. I mean, what <laughs> else do you want? I mean, you guys have the best coffee machine I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> right. It, it I mean, makes for an environment that you like to go to and um, yeah. it, it's reflected in the people as well, but we have a collaborative attitude, open floor space plan that we've got going on. Um, so we know each other's deals as far as, um, as far as general situations. So it helps us all grow. And so when we're talking about growing bigger, we're also talking about growing better. And a lot of agencies say that there's, you know, that there's training, but what does that really mean? I mean, do they have an actual plan in place for training? At at Adobe, we have somebody who comes in and trains us on a regular basis. Wow. <laughs> oh, Were you watching this? Oh. I was watching this. I was driving down the road, and I said, I'm just, turning so, in here to come Just so everybody knows what just happened, Tony Raffin, good friend of the team, Listen, just walked in. I brought this boy into business. <laughs> so Tony and Simon. Good to see you, How's it going? John Leonis. Good to meet you. So, do you mind sit? if I sit down for yeah, a take, take a seat. Oh, I mean, my God. You just crashed the party. <laughs> Jeez. Hi, Jess. Hi. How are you? Uh, oh my God! I'm sorry. I didn't mean to hog your show. I had to come in here and say hi. I didn't know that was you, bro. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank How's you. it been? Five years? Seven. Seven years? Yeah. Time flies, dude. He's a rock star. I told him day one. Yeah. Yes, he's the best. So Tony was the first brokerage I was at in at Remax in St. Clair Shores. So my cousin was working with him, and yeah. Tony was our broker. That's awesome. So Tony was actually the one I went to all the time for for questions. So this is gonna be good. Tony, tell me one one embarrassing story of him when he got started. 
I don't have one. No. Do you have an embarrassing story about Tony? I do have one thing, though, that he, he said to me that I think about to this day probably on a weekly basis. That's awesome. And I'm an, I'm an, early, I'm an early bird. And I walked in one day at like 10 o'clock to the office because I had a meeting. I, was, I lived in Rochester, and I was driving to St. Clair Shores yeah. every day. Traffic was bad or whatever, and I walked in at like 10 o'clock. And Tony, I was there for like a week or two. wasn't there that long. And Tony looked at me. He said, you're not going to – you can't cut it getting in at 10 and walked away. That's all he and, said. And I just – I think about that all the time. I'm like, he's right. You can't cut it. Now, I wasn't, you know, messing around, but I, I was, you know, I, I took that to heart. You can't. You can't cut it getting in at 10. That's he awesome. probably doesn't remember it. No, there's, he doesn't remember much. He's getting old, bro. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> There's so Man. many there's there's so many different things that I say. I, I don't think I really know a lot of the things that I say because my wife says it. I, I have Tourette syndrome and it, uh, uh, what do you uh, to the uh, verbal diarrhea? Verbal, mm-hmm. yeah. No filter, Tony. She calls Asperger's. me. Not Asperger's. No, it's definitely not that. But I say a lot of things. But I think it's because. The things are in my head. Like, I'll, you know how I always say the, the relationship is the most important part. The, the, forget the deal. The deal means nothing because we do those in our sleep. I mean, remember, we used to do a thousand transactions a year and you, you just did them. That's just, it's, you're not going to tell a cop how to write a ticket. He's not going to think about it. He just does it. You're not going to tell somebody how, how to tie their shoe. They're just going to do it. Cause if I asked you to tell me we could stand back to back sit in chairs and you tell me how to tie my shoe, you can't tell me. You just do it. It's kind of the same way we are. So I tell Instant. every I yeah. tell everybody as realtors, we really only have one responsibility to our client. We don't even have a responsibility to ourselves in, in theory. We're here to educate and entertain. That's awesome. Really it's the truth. I've closed over 7,000 transactions relax, in my career. Relax, We're sometimes therapists. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> we, are, we are always therapists. therapists. I've closed se- over 7,000 transactions from here to California in, in my life, and I've never sold one home. I heard Simon talking about the Birmingham area, the Rochester area. Everything's different. It's all unique, and it's a travesty when you lose a home. And you're right. You go to Macomb, it's different. So – the house will sell itself. We can't sell homes. All we can do is educate you so you can make a good decision and hopefully give you a chuckle in between and make you feel comfortable with us. And So you're big on the relationship too. Dude, right? it's, yeah. it's everything. And that's why I always well, knew he was going to make it. I mean, there were the naysayers. You know, he was too young and, and whatever, but – he always had that drive. And, you like and this guy. I love him. He knows <laughs> I love him. Dude, he loves him enough to pull over and like pull in I... here while we're recording. <laughs> Dude. Well, wild is, man on Wildwood. That's, yeah, right. yeah, that's why my street, Wildwood. Yeah. 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 You he, probably get people calling in and texting during the show. Was, have, have you had someone just crash the first party? time? Yeah, it's yeah, great. That's first time. That's awesome. Time. Yeah, I'm, 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 you know what? Uh, Marge Frazier was my instructor in real estate. She was probably the epitome of all teachers uh, real estate. I don't think she could ever sell any real estate, but boy, she was always, she, she was the best. She, God bless her soul. She died uh, a couple of years ago. I, she would always put me at the front of the class because I was always chitty chatty. No. Dude, I'm a grown man. And she put me in the front. Sit here. It's like, okay, I'll sit here. Yeah, Adderall was made for you, man. Yeah, I, know, <laughs> I don't take it though. Um, but she always said the epitome of a good broker is the people that leave his office, not the people that are there. Yeah, when you can grow, great part. Yeah, that's These, yeah. This is my competition, even though it's not competition. But this you is have a lot of respect in, for. And yeah, awesome. no offense, the fruit of my loins. Okay, it's I mean, awesome that you can sit back God, and recognize that, though. I, I'm so proud of what Simon has done. The 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 moves that he's made, 
and the moves that he's made and what he's doing and where he's going. That's he, awesome. He's already a rock star in this business, but he will be one of those long-term guys that stay forever. I mean it from the bottom of my heart, thank brother. You. I love you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, that's, thank that's awesome. all, well, thank you for stopping by. <laughs> 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 um, all right. So uh, we are out of time, everybody. Thank you for listening. For Thanks everybody for that's listening, please go to iTunes, like, subscribe, share our show. Go to irepodcast.com. Go to Podcast Detroit, Stitcher. Uh, what else are we on? iTunes, Google Play. Like everywhere, right? SoundCloud. All the places. All the places. Jessica, how are you doing, by the way? You good? good, how are yeah. you? How about this? Just a bunch of dudes just... just like a sausage fest in here. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> man. On that note, we are man. out. Play the outro. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 